1: This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. We're actually in our college chapel here at World Ministries International with a live audience. Now, I've been doing a series on the movers and shakers. Today, we're going to do Amy Simple McPherson, Intense Hunger, Part 2. Part 2. I did it last week. I hope you watched it. If not, you can go on my website and see the different uh, social media we're on, cable stations were on, and you can try to watch it again, or for the first time if you haven't done it. Now, as I mentioned in part one, Amy was another example of those responsible for the first and second great awakening, as well as the heroes of the Bible and those martyrs for the faith. Martyrs. Certainly martyrs for the faith would be part of any great awakening. They would not compromise. They loved the Lord to the death. I mean, they didn't, uh, not only would they miss the Super Bowl, they would die for the Lord. They were certainly would be involved in a great awakening or revival. And they certainly affected history. Just look at Fox's Book of Martyrs. They all had a love for the Lord that engulfed them. They wanted to serve God more than life itself. Now, I want you to listen to this if you're watching or even right here in the chapel. Listen to the words. They love the Lord. It engulfed them. Does, does the Lord engulf you or just mental ascent? You can read, you can study, you can talk, but he doesn't really engulf you. They wanted to serve God more than life itself. They would give up their leisure time, businesses, job and careers, they would even disobey and leave their spouses, if necessary, to be faithful in serving God. You know, I know a couple of times in the last uh, 40 years of ministry, I've told a person, let him go. If not, you're, you're going to be an Ahab married to a Jezebel until you die. God is our first love, not our spouse. Amy said, oh, Lord, I am so hungry for your Holy Spirit. You have told me that in the day when I seek you with all my heart, you will be found. Now, Lord, I am going to stay right here until you pour out upon me the promise of the Holy Spirit for whom you commanded me to tarry. If I die of starvation, I die. Well, I'd like that attitude today. We have the opposite effect. we got a lot of people guilty of gluttony, obesity. Uh, you don't see them st- uh tearing for starvation until they die if they don't get baptized. I am so hungry for him I can't wait another day, she said. I will not eat another meal until you baptize me. You know if that's your attitude, you will be baptized. Amy at this point of her statement, I just read, had already been seeking God for the baptism, earnestly going to what they call tarrying meetings. Tearying. The movers and shakers, many of them, preached every day during the day, preached at night, and then went to a tearing meeting. Wow. Now, that is safe faithfulness. That is dedication. When I grew up, we had tearing around the altar. You had Sunday morning, Sunday night. Now it's usually Sunday morning. The church is too backslidden. They want to they look at American America's idol or something. America's got talent. America is sick, and so is the church. The only talent we got is something that we do not want to brag about as it's all self grander Like the other movers and shakers, she would travel where she had to in order to seek God with people who knew how to pray and who people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit who knew how to pray in tongues. So her movers and shakers preached during the day, every day just about, preached themselves or attended meetings at night and then attended tearing meetings if they weren't themselves baptized in the Holy Spirit with tongues. Wow. Again, the dedication they had is very much lacking today. Amy, like many other movers and shakers, had been persecuted by relatives, including her mother, her school principal, and the church she had been attending. She challenged her mother, who eventually accepted the baptism herself, and they danced and worshipped God together. See, the principal complained to her mother, Oh, your daughter has changed so much and speaks in tongues, and the mother came heavy on her, and... Da da, da da And then Amy said, Mom, why don't you study the Bible? It's right there. And the mother did and came back. You are right, daughter. But she had the courage to challenge her mother nicely. Amy ended up marrying Robert Simple shortly after hearing him preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and her own baptism in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Amy and Robert started the church in Canada and spent two years raising money to be missionaries in China. Mark 12, 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And there is no greater commandment than these. You say, I I love God, but I don't love my neighbor. I can't forgive my neighbor. You don't love God. God is love. See, I do love God. Well, mentally, mental assent you do. My mother, I've never seen a woman with this type of unconditional love that loved everybody. I don't see this in the church today. I see grudges and, and schisms and fractions and people not forgiving one another. And they say they love God. I don't think they know God very well. Luke 24, 47 through 49. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Jesus told his own disciples who became apostles, don't even try to minister until I am walking with you. That's the third person of the Trinity. Until you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will fail. Don't try it. The church tries it today. Most of the church doesn't know the Holy Spirit any longer, not the baptism. They nullify it. They want to go to get some psychological degree and and counsel demons. Well, if there's a demon, you're going to have to cast it out. Mark 16, 17 through 18. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. See, these scriptures shook The movers and shakers, they shook me when I got serious with God. Acts 2, 1 and 4. The day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One, Amy's husband, Robert Simple, in 1910 died. Not long after arriving in China. They both had contracted malaria in China. Amy recovered and gave birth to her, their daughter named Roberta, but Robert died. Amy returned to the United States to be with her mother. Point two, in 1912, Amy married her second husband, Harold McPherson. In 1913, they had a son named Rolf, and Amy went into a deep depression and became very ill. You know, a lot of people suffer depression sooner or later in their life, many of them If not, all of us suffer, you know, the blues, a little bit of depression. We don't, but some people go into deep clinical depression. She went into a deep depression and became very ill. She was near death again after several surgeries. Amy's mother remembered the promise she made to God if God would give her a child. Amy herself remembered the call of God, which she earlier had accepted and knew she was going to either return to the ministry or die. Now, again, if you're missing a little bit of it, part one was last week. Go to my website and see the channel or the social media. You can watch part one. When she accepted the Lord, his call, again, as the first time, she was instantly healed. Instantly. We have testimonies of somebody in this room that has been instantly healed a few times over the past 20 years. Just instantly. After Amy's recovery, she tried to obey her husband, Harold, to be just a housewife. But she had to obey the call from the Lord on her life. You know, my wife is a housewife, but my wife is also called of the Lord. My first wife fits with the Lord. She was called of the Lord. I wouldn't stop neither one of them from serving God first in any type of ministry or teaching. I promoted them, helped them, wanted them to speak. You know, if you're a husband and your wife is called as a minister, you are a Very foolish man, if you try to hinder that. You're going to have God against you. 1915, she left Harold to pursue her calling. She wrote him a letter inviting him and the children to join her in ministry. Amy attended a Pentecostal meeting in Kirshner, Ontario, Canada, while her mother watched the children. While at the camp meeting, Amy would do anything to serve Jesus. She washed dishes, waited on tables, Led the choir. I mean, will you do that? Some people think they're too, too good for that. A sign of a, a person that moves as a mover and shaker is humility. They will do what is needed. Then she was given an opportunity to speak in the evening service when the lead minister had lost his voice. See, first she just washed the dishes at a camp meeting, waited on tables, led the choir. The lead minister lost his voice. Now, she was given an opportunity, so to speak, to come up to bat. Amy herself fell under the power of the Spirit again. And she also prayed for many to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, she had already been filled, but again, the baptism of the Holy Spirit should be a continual process. It should not be once and it's over. If it is, let me tell you, you're not moving as a mover and shaker. You are a swamp, okay? You are dead, and you need uh, somewhere to let the water flow again. Rivers of living water. The church is a swamp. Oh, 30 years ago I was baptized. Well, goody. What are you doing today, brother? How many other. You should be baptized probably 30 years ago. You should be baptized a few hundred times. One time? 30 years ago? Wow. I don't think the Lord's going to pat you on the back. I think he's going to kick you in the backside. Come on, move on with the Holy Spirit, son. You're supposed to have a relationship that's ongoing, that intensifies. I mean, I'm getting older, but man, if you know me, I am more zealous than ever, more radical than ever, meaning more on fire for the Lord. Radical because to me it's normal, but to people that are on fire with the Lord, you know, the church is so dead. People that are on fire, we're radical. If you want to go to church twice a day, uh, you're radical. I mean, that was the norm in my day growing up on Sunday, twice a day. The morning was more, or, you know, sophisticated, so to speak. Uh, the night, though, they threw it wide open. We called it an evangelistic service. And if they had to pray for hours for you to be baptized, they would pray for hours and people gather around you and tarry. Man, I remember those things. I loved it. That's who I am. I believe in this. And so did the movers and shakers. Some people took a long time. They came many, many times, but they were finally filled. They didn't give up. And people helped tarry with them. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit the first time around the altar at night, tarrying while others were interceding with me. That's the way it used to be. Today, they don't even have altar calls. I mean, (laughs) what's an altar? They don't have Sunday night services or Saturday night. Amy herself fell under the power of God and was filled again. She responded to speak in a small town of Mount Forest, Ontario, but after advertising an evangelistic meeting, only three people showed up. She left the mission, went to the town center, stood on a chair, held her arms up high and froze in that position. This tactic drew nearly 50 people. After a few moments, she jumped down, told the people, follow me, and she went back to the mission. Now she had a larger crowd <laughs> and it continued to grow and many were baptized in the river and many were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like Maria Woodworth Etter, Amy used nearly all of the offering money to buy a tent so she could bring her evangelistic campaigns on the road. 1916, Amy had enough money to buy a car and transformed it into a gospel car. She drove throughout the country, camped, on the side of the road and held tent meetings as she traveled. Wow, I like that. 1919, Amy also released her book, This Is That, Personal Experiences, Sermons and Writings of Amy Simple McPherson. She also traveled with her mother and children to set up a ministry base in Los Angeles, California. 1921, her husband divorced her on grounds of abandonment. Well, my wife doesn't have to worry about that. I'll be her biggest cheerleader. I'll promote her. I'll go where you know, my if if I'm if the Lord Terries, I'm I get too old myself to preach, I'm gonna be sitting on the front row encouraging her. Go on, go on, honey. Yeah, that's my wife. Amen? That's what we should do. You don't want to discourage whoever God calls into ministry. You're not gonna have a happy home, and your prayers certainly aren't gonna be handsome. Now she began to minister more internationally. She was known for her theatrical performances in the pulpit. If you you ever heard of Amy Simple McPherson, her her gimmicks to get people in the church and then to get them saved were were classic. She tapped into culture and spoke the language of the people. 1921, you know, Jesus did that. People said, oh, he ate with sinners. Well, how are you going to get saved? Uh, Get him saved if if you don't eat with him and talk to him, Right? Oh, if they don't come to church and I'm in my three-piece suit and da-da-da-da, and ooh, look how dirty they look. So they don't even want to come in because they feel so out of place because you don't have love flowing out of you. You get some judgmental spirit, critical spirit. Now, you don't have to engage in people's sins, but you do need to be friendly and they know if you care if you love them or not. They know that. People know that. Everyone knew my mother accepted them. When she was in Josephine's different times, they all knew. They could be an atheist. They knew she loved them. And they would come in, oh, I love you. Jesus, I love you too, honey. I mean, they knew my mom loved them. That's how people should know of us. That's how Jesus was. I believe if you have enough of the love of Jesus, that's what you become. She asked the manager. Now, this is in 1921. She arrived in San Diego. Now, listen to this. This is good to hold meetings. She first headed to the sold-out boxing ring to invite people to her service. She asked the manager if he would introduce her between rounds. (laughs) When she walked into the ring, she called for all present, find the worst sinners in the city, bring them to my meeting the following night. The response was great, (laughs) and many accepted Christ. (laughs) This is a woman preacher. How many would have the courage to do that? In a professional boxing ring. Probably filled with smoke and everything else. And Amy, like many other movers and shakers, stepped out in faith to pay $5,000 down to build a church in Los Angeles. Originally, this was going to be just a platform for her to speak. But it quickly developed into a church. She traveled around doing revival circuits to raise the money for the rest of of building her sanctuary. By the time the construction was finished, she was able to pay for it in full with no debt. You know, this is Angela's Temple, if you've heard of that. Famous. 1923, she dedicated Angela's Temple, which held up to 5,300 people, marking the foundation of the four-square church denomination. 1923, She also opened a Bible school, which became known as the Lighthouse of International Foursquare Evangelism Bible College. Amy's influence continued to spread as she utilized multimedia and the creative arts. She was the first woman preacher on the radio, and in 1924, she launched her own radio station. Eight, signs and wonders in her ministry. You've heard me say, That if you don't have a testimony, I I don't really need to come and listen to you preach. I, I don't need just somebody telling stories out of the Bible. I can read the Bible. If you are worthy for me to sit under you, you better have some testimonies. There better be some reality. She regularly invited the Holy Spirit's presence and power in her services with unique signs and wonders being released. I mean, today, you know, COVID, everything else, closed churches, six feet apart, wear your mask, Oh, you can't lay hands on them. Who would want to sit under that faithless pastor? I would never go to that church. You need a healing? Oh, we can't lay hands on you. Pandemic. Well, when do you lay hands on them? When you bury them? I remember I said anyone can come, and I prayed for many people with COVID. Laid hands. I still haven't got COVID. Laid hands on many. Never wore a mask. Our services, no mask. Six feet apart? No way. Give me a hug. I got some faith. We have more authority than disease and death. My dad would go into the leper colonies when other pastors would not and lay hands on them and they would be healed. Where is that, quote, old-time religion? In other words, where is Pentecost? Without the third person of the Trinity, you can't do anything and you don't have the guts to do anything. You just follow Hitler right to the gas chamber. Basically, Amy experienced a financial miracle. She had only $18 and drove from Savannah, Georgia, to Long Beach, New Jersey, over seven hundred and eighty miles without running out of gas, and she had money left over. You know that happened to my father once. I don't have time to go into it, but no money, no gas, but the car kept going, hundreds of miles, and we got to our service. Yeah, that's the kind of father that I had, and I, I and so I, I liked listening to his stories. They were real. <laughs> they had real testimonies. In Wichita, the rain was going to interfere with her meeting, so she rebuked the rain, and it stopped. Once she spoke in tongues in Spanish and interpreted by sharing a message in English, she was the exact. It was an exact translation of what she said in Spanish. There was reportedly heavenly worship filling her meetings. I could go into this at one time. I was in a huge meeting, twenty thousand people, uh, and power of God fell, and I was on my face, and everybody in that tent uh, heard. Trumpets blowing. Only I was in Africa and nobody had trumpets. I could go on in this. There was heavenly choir we heard that night. She She heard this fairly regularly. Heavenly music filled her meetings. In a colored camp meeting on the island of Key West, Florida, racial divides ended. It was impossible to keep whites away. For the first time on the island, both colored people worshiped side by side and glorified God together in perfect harmony as it will be and is in heaven now. John G. Lake's wife attended one of Amy's meetings, was baptized in the Spirit, and spoke in tongues. You've heard of John G. Lake's ministry, Healing the Healing Rooms. Children had the opportunity to experience God in powerful ways and preach to ministers. Also in their meetings, many people were healed of their infirmities like cancer, blindness, lameness, and heart trouble. People slain in the Spirit were a trademark in her ministry. They always happened. One recorded incident of 2,000 people in a tent meeting, quote, the slain of the Lord were many. The whole altar was filled with them from end to end, daily, the most wonderful baptisms in the Spirit. Nine, Amy did not have a preconceived notion how the Holy Spirit would show up. I've heard people say, well, that can't be the Holy Spirit. You better be careful. Do you know all of God? Do you know all of God? The power of God that flooded people with electricity and make them shake. Oh, that can't be. I, I think you're pretty naive. Maybe a little arrogant, too. You better be careful how you judge the Holy Spirit. She knew the Holy Spirit could come upon the dignified, slaying them in the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit could come upon those expecting a rushing mighty wind in power, and they are filled in the Spirit gently speaking in tongues. One cannot guess or tell God how to reveal himself, Although some people try, thus sometimes offending the Holy Spirit who draws away instead. Many pastors stop the move of the Holy Spirit. They you know they just stop it, they get uncomfortable. I remember the Holy Spirit, you know, people laughing, uncontrollable laughter. I remember a son-in-law that didn't understand it, but yet my daughter then in one of my meetings was so drunk I had to carry her out of the service and put her to bed at night. That was after she was laughing for hours around the altar, the Holy Spirit. How can people in their limited understanding of God act as a judge and jury on how God is supposed to operate? Legacy, in 1931, she married a singer, but divorced him in 1933. Her popularity suffered. She continued, though, to remain very busy traveling the country during a 150-day period, more than 15,000 miles, and visited 46 cities, broadcasted on 45 radio stations, spoke 360 sermons, sometimes as many as five in a day. Also in the Second World War, Amy sold more war bonds than the famous Hollywood stars. During the Great Depression, her ministry fed more of the people in Los Angeles than the government did. From the late 1920s through the Depression, Great Depression, she provided food for over 1.5 million people. These remarkable trademarks in the most challenging times gave Amy the influence and platform for God to operate to influence the community and the nation. Now I could go on and on. You and I need to be baptized over and over again. We need a great awakening. We have to have it in America or we're going to lose America. Go to my website www.worldministries.org and click on Eagles Saving Nations join today. God bless you.